Well, welcome everyone to this very special afternoon with my brothers, Bishop Dana and Bishop Bobby. We're here to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, and the topic for tonight in this three-part series, it's all about prayer, is prayers of the heart. Welcome, Bobby and Dana. Thank you, Padre. Hi, Dana. Hi, everyone. All right. Well, thank you. What I think I'll, well, I'll explain a little, and then I think I'll ask Bobby to pray because part of our tradition at Celebrating Life is to always offer prayer. So I just want to set the tone for tonight, and we really are offering this to our community and any friends, family. Please invite them to your home or send them the link so they can join us the next two because really it's about coming together in love. And part of our hearts, both Dana, Bobby, and I, and our community is to be of service because this pandemic of fear is out there for the coronavirus. And I know it affects even some personally. I just heard from one of our community members that their mother has the virus. And I heard on our rotary group that a student of ours, her best friend or acquaintance died. So it's very intimate. It's very close to our hearts. So we just want to open up and allow God's grace to touch us, to heal us and restore us. And so we can do that together. So Bishop Bobby, would you lead us in an opening prayer? Thank you, Padre. I'd love to. I come to thee on bended knee, you set me free, O God. Thank you, God, for everything you mean the world to me. O Lord, our Father, our Mother, our intimate, our friend, I call upon you from a very sincere place in my heart. I ask that you wrap a balm around my brothers, my sisters, our community, and all that we love and hold dear. This is a time of great intimacy on our planet. There are no more borders. We are all in oneness. We are sharing collectively. We are learning to release, to let go, to trust, and to be every moment of every day in your intimate embrace. So thank you now for showing us the way for some of us have been long cast out from your memory because we have let you go. And now we ask that you come close to us because we call you now forever and ever into our heart as one. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Blessed Mother. Thank you all that is or having a consciousness greater than the pain that we carry or the fear that we carry. Thank you for holding us in a resplendent way. Thank you for showing us the light this day. Amen. 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 We just say thank you for everyone for tuning in and uh, being a part of this special three-part event with Celebrating Life. The idea of, as our community was talking about, uh, offering a service because, you know, number one, our April retreat has been canceled. But we also know, and personally, our Medjugorje trip, which I think there were 17 of us that were should be in Medjugorje at this moment. But I think we are there in spirit. So not only because of the cancellations, but the schools that are closing, the businesses are closing. Each of us have been affected by this virus. 
And one of the bigger topics is about our fear. I just want to name it in a sense that each of us have a fear of this. And love casts out fear, the scripture says. So I really come from that standpoint and just if we know our creator, if we, for me, I know the, my God, which is Jesus or Mary, the idea is that we need to draw close. And I believe most people on this teleclass has really had an encounter with God, with Christ, with beings of light. And to me, it's just to remember that again. You know, the scripture says, remember your first love. And I believe we're all being called back to that or him or her, however you see God. And I know personally I had to do that myself, just hearing the, the pandemic that's going on, whether it's starting in China, Italy, you know, United States now is in full bloom in a sense of the fear, the panic. We really have to take a charge. And so I had to personally, am I fear of dying? And I have to answer that question is no. Am I fearful of catching the virus? No. And let me describe that for you is, I do have peace in my heart, which is actually my connection to the divine. Call it the Holy Spirit, Jesus. But that's very strong. It's the strongest heartbeat I have. But if I go to my mind, the practical application is, is somebody going to pass it on? Am I going to have enough food? Am I going to have enough money? If the banks close down, your business closed down, so you don't have an income, all these things matter. And so I believe this afternoon, uh, Dana, Bobby, and I will set the tone for each of you. First, owning it on our own of what this has meant to us, how it has shaped our lives or shaped our lives, but also then what can we do in order to um, step into that grace that I believe is always uh, around us. So, Bishop Dana, what is your experience with this virus right now, personally and spiritually? Well, first of all, I'm getting to know the inside of my house a lot. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. What I think is really different than everyone else, because I've always known we're going to have ups and downs of the tides or the weather, or it was a fire last year, and we're oh, yeah. here to, to understand ourselves. And as you were saying, Padre, fear and the mind are never how to approach anything. So I've been trying to practice what I preach and I was just scanning through Ron's book of the Holy Spirit and he says all the studies show as much as 80% of all our amens disabilities are caused by various forms of mental and emotional stress and Jesus Buddha knew encouraged the followers not to regret the past or dread the future but to live in the internal present and Meyer Baba says don't worry be happy but despite all these teachings or whatever we've done, even people in my school, we continue to let ourselves be overcome by the thoughts of regret, dread, and worry, and anxiety, all which contribute to stress and bad health. And I've been trying to educate the people around me that a virus doesn't have any control over you. It literally is looking for a petri dish. It can't take over. It literally can wait for you to be adaptable, and then it wakes up more like a sleeping object that with an alarm clock wakes up. And when we reach a certain state of immune stress, which can come from all different things, then we're more acidic and the virus turns on. Our body is structured to look at these things and fight these things. And the majority of people are going to find that they get through any type of flu or cold 
rather like they've done in the past. It just might have a, a different symptom this time than another one. And there'll be the extreme cases of, of some people being very sick and needing a deep assistance. But all this doesn't change anything about where are we going to be when we're dying anyway. Forget now, forget any moment, any time <laughs> in our life. How do you want to be when you die? Do you want to be in yeah. panic? Like, oh my gosh, I had plans. Or do you want to say, hi, I really miss that life. And at times like this, it's really easy to slip away from that and over-focus and give something power, something more power than God. So I see the virus as a part of God, as a, as a mirror from God, as anything else that's something to learn from, something to work with. And if I learn, I don't need to engage with it to learn more. Mm-hmm. And as you said, Padre, being, being comfortable in your own skin with the possibility of your own death and meeting of God is only going yeah. to be accomplished if you have that meeting with God that you decide to be with. Such the focus today is about prayers of the heart because where we shut down the heart is with all these thoughts and fears and it makes that heart shrink and shrink and shrink and there's no connection. And that's another way the Petri dish is going to start being available for any type of illness. So I feel like just I might be stressed enough just to have a cold from all the people calling me worried. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get this particular flu, but I'm like, but I could get sick just from worrying about how to answer them when right. I'm in no contact with anybody to have it. So you can get sick in your house because we carry things all the time. I'm not trying to downplay the virus, but there's a tendency no. to to really get overwhelmed by this instead of understanding we're just probably in the great beginning of experiencing all sorts of things. So as we did this last summer with all the different environmental mm-hmm. events, and then we're going to move mm-hmm. to this virus, and then we're back. You know, I said, as soon as we get through this, hey, we're looking at another summer with fires and yeah. tornadoes and floods. Yes. And all that being said, I look around and the trees are happy, the birds are happy, everything's in present mm. time. And sometimes when yeah. we're in our fear and our mind's worried, we're in the past, we're in the future, we're in the past and the future, and that kind of reactivity creates beta waves in our brain, and those are the that's what creates stress, and stress is what creates our our illnesses come from within that space. Not all. I mean, some of them we got genetic stuff that we got to work on. But my sense is, again, 90% of what we're working on, we could control more, or we could be safely with, yeah. if we were to find that 90% of being with God instead of 80% being with my mind. That's beautifully said, Dana. I look out my window and I this afternoon I went and filled my bird feeders and the birds are just having a heck of a time enjoying their meal tonight. And the scripture says that, hey, even the birds get fed. They're not worried about that. In the scriptures it talks about there's 365 fear knots in the Bible, in the Holy Scriptures. <laughs> so when is the time that we will apply them? to our lives. And it's really a calling card. And I'm not trying to be forceful or anything like that. But there are living principles among us. And if we would apply them, I believe we move closer to divine than ever before. Because of this container called our house, wherever you are right now, it feels like a limitation. And it is. We actually know, I don't want to get preachy, but I feel like I want to say that there was a plan. And the greatest plan, it says, what Somebody asked Jesus, what is uh, the greatest plan to live? And he says, love God, love your neighbor, love yourself. It's very, very simple. Not easy, 
but simple. And if we apply that to always love God by, I call it our prayer form, and then wouldn't this be a marvelous opportunity then now to reach out to your neighbors in this time? It's about, I know we're concerned we're trying to protect, but also have an eye or a heart to lean in if there's a need, reach out. And I'm sure many of you already did that. It tells me the character that you're drawing close to divine. So it's really about just pointing the way. And I see this pandemic as really having us focus again about our eternal relationship where our spirit lives on if we die. And then you get to be with the maker, our creator. So what better news is that for me? But I just wanted to point out to each of you that we it, we walk it together, but we walk it separately. And the, really the gauge is we let the mind get scared or actually go within to the very temple of the Holy Spirit, our heart, that we can actually tap in. And my perception is my God is my provider. My God is my healer. My God is my reconciliation. My God is has all the abundance of the world. My God created me. And his promise is, I'll bring you home again. And it's like, that's a win-win for me. But again, it's developing that relationship. And I know many of you have many different spiritual lessons that you have learned as a child or are learning now, that how to make that interconnection, because it's really about the prayer of the heart. So right now, I don't think our heart is speaking when we have this pandemic of fear. I really believe it's our mind, the chaos, the natural around us. But we can be comforted by the Holy One, the Beloved, in our inner temple. So as we're now contained in our homes, just see as our home as, again, the heart. And all of a sudden, we can reconnect once again. And it's about pointing the way. And it's not judgment. It's about the invitation to come near. So, Bobby, what is life teaching you right now in in, in your walk with God, but also this pandemic of fear? Well, it's been an interesting time. As you know, The San Francisco is uh, what was one of the first places where we had some trouble in the country. Um, just like in Chicago, I think the first, uh, the first patient was yeah. in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But I always go back to my roots. And one of my roots is, of course, one that's university, where I spent a lot of time, you know, back and forth many times. Yeah. And one of the things that we that we learned in the very beginning was that when any one of us in a family system or a community or a group takes on a larger group of collective suffering or a pain or an affliction yeah. or even a cleansing, that those of us who are not directly taking that on should, should or could move into gratitude because of the service that's being rendered on the, on the collective good. And so that makes me think of instantly that brings me into the life of Jesus and Mary and all of their followers who, for the good of others, took on a lot of pain and suffering. And then that also reminded me, and just kind of drilling back, that also reminded me of the AIDS epidemic. You know, when I first became a nurse 35 years ago, and I was starting my career, it was in the heart of the AIDS epidemic. And, you know, a lot of my friends, a lot of my community, even a lot of the people I went to school with either were very ill or died suddenly and one after the other. 
And what I would do at the time, I was practicing Buddhism, and I would chant, and I would offer incense, and I would pray for them. But in recent years, what I do is I actually light a candle, and I move into gratitude, and I and I offer mm. prayers from this place of gratitude, and then I offer prayers from the place where I am not in my right spirit, or not in my relationship with the Creator. And that was sort of a reflection of the prayer that I offered at the beginning of the call. That song just came to me. I, I, I knew it was yeah. for the call. And the mm-hmm. prayer came to me because often we, we distance ourselves out of fear or suffering or pain or grief. And then when something big happens to us, we want to we want to numb out. We want to isolate. Mm. And since we're being asked to distance from each other, you know, sometimes in the mind that can seem like isolation or sometimes that can seem like, oh, now I have to go face this deep, deep darkness. What I'm right. suggesting is this is an opportunity for all of us to move into gratitude, to take this time as an offering to the Creator, to take this time as a reaffiliation with our great love, to take this time as a time to be completely present, as Dana was saying, with nature, what, as you were saying, Padre, with, you know, the birds having a great meal. And I often will do, like, gardening or cleaning as a way to make an offering, because those are things that are dear to my heart. And... <laughs> Yeah. It doesn't always seem that way when you look at my, my, the place I live, but it is the way <laughs> to actually come back into peace with myself is I, I, I take that in very deeply and I love it. And I also see that I'm doing it not only for myself and I'm doing it for everybody that I love and I'm doing it for the ones who can't do it anymore. It's just a, a beautiful, beautiful thing. And this morning I sent out a little song to people last night and one of my friends wrote back from the east coast and she said oh thank you for sending this i really it really helps me to know that you're fine and well and and also that you know you're in the same city with my son because that makes me as a mother feel really good and and i want to share something back with you so she sent me this this little story which i've heard many times but it was just a, a beautiful thing for our call so i'll just read it very quick the wise grandfather is explaining to the child that he has a fight going on inside him. It is between two wolves. One wolf is full of fear, anxiety, and worry, and the other wolf is full of kindness, generosity, and love. The child asks, which one will win? And the grandfather replies, the one that I feed. And so, just like you, Padre, and you, Dana, you know, I was also feeling really this strong impulse that we need to get together and, and feed our community with as much love and as much groundedness as we possibly can. And so thank you for uh, arranging this call. Oh, you're welcome, my brothers and sisters. The idea, Bobby, what you just brought up about what you feed grows. And because the natural way of obeying the president, your governors, your mayors, your parents, whatever it might be at this time, we're they're trying to keep us safe. They're actually inviting us to love, you know, in a greater capacity, even though we might feel constraint in this. But again, we've had the freedom, especially in the United States, of choosing us 
you know, choosing what we want with no parameters. And all of a sudden, now we see this, this inner connection. It's like, oh my God, we have to contain, be contained. And so we have to face our greatest fears. And to me, it starts with your relationship with the divine. So mm-hmm. with that, let me just pray, you know, right now, just for our fear. Because fear, in the scripture, it says fear is a spirit. So if we take that analogy and apply it to our lives, it's like the Holy Spirit, the very spirit who birthed us. And God says, let there be light. That was spoken through the power of the Holy Spirit. And then it was created. So if you and I speak, which we've done a thousand times a day, whatever we say creates, whether it's positive or negative. So I, in my spiritual tradition, go to the scriptures and speak forth what God has already promised me. And God promised you and I that we would become sons and daughters of God, the divine, the beloved. And with that relationship, we grow by gratitude, by praise, by thanksgiving. You know, it reminds me of a year or two years ago, I was in Medjugorje. And it would be around this time. And on Friday, they celebrate the Mass, you know, which is our spiritual connection to God, to Jesus, to Mary. And then afterwards, they brought out, have adoration, which is devotion to the bread that they use as an element, the host, to lift it up. And I remember in Medjugorje, the church is full of people, you know, in the aisles, the walls, completely filled. Because they're one of their favorite, I call it devotions, especially for a Catholic. And I remember getting in the front row, the very first seat. You know, I waited two hours to get there, but I made sure I was there. And as soon as they host, put the host up, which is for us, represents Jesus, the divine, I immediately started wailing for probably about 20 minutes. Uncontrollable. And I bring that to mind is because I want each of you to have these holy encounters. It doesn't have to be in my form. God is universal. God is light. God is love. And it's in this place right now, in this moment, wherever you are, the presence of angels are there to assist in a holy encounter for you. So Holy Spirit, have your way in our lives, in our homes, in the innermost of our being. Cause us, cause our heart to open in a greater capacity to experience you, the Divine Mother, the Divine Father. Cause my heart to open to the renewal, to the invitation, to be my spiritual father, my spiritual mother. Embrace me with your love, her love. Come, Divine Grace. Come, oneness of all. Come, fullness of time. May the peace that passes all understanding rest in you now. I cast out fear of your mind. I cast out fear of having not enough. And in its place, the bread of life, the giver of all that is, the holy breath, the holy breath, be conceived again.
in God's love, let us become true lovers of God and each other. Amen. 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 You know, really, this virus is not a prison, but it's actually a, a platform. And that platform is to renew your relationship with Christ, with the Beloved. And if we see that in those spiritual terms, we can actually identify, oh, it's bigger than myself. Because, you know, we as people try to fix things. But God has created us, and he created all things for us. And I love Bobby's, we had a community retreat last year, and one of the things that Bobby brought up was, everything works for for good. Thank God for everything. Thank God for everything. And that's what really, it goes through my mind daily now, because of whether it's a crisis, whether it's pure joy, or just having entered into the presence, it's everything, the good and the bad, but God still is available to us. So, your thoughts, Dana? Yes, I was told to pull out the Gospel of Thomas. And it sounds like something different, but it states, The kingdom of Father is like a woman who is carrying a jar full of meal. While she was walking on a long road, the handle of the jar broke. The meal spilled out behind her on the road. She did not notice it. She was unaware of the accident. When she came to her house, she put down the jar and found it was empty. And what the uh, translation means, or what they're trying to actually focus on, perhaps that our connection to God can slip away if we aren't paying attention to what we're doing all the, every moment. So going back to what you were saying, Padre, I am finding them 25 times a day I'm saying thank you, God, for everything, purposefully, not reactively like, oh, or silly. <laughs> I realize this is the moment I get to choose. Do I want to break the handle and keep walking down the road and lose a little bit more of God, a little bit more of the connection as I read the news or go shopping or check the distance between me and the person that I'm, I've had to go, I still have to go out to my work sites because uh, we're an essential business, so I got to keep going out there. And I decide never to be in fear. I think I'm a blessing walking. I, I mean, I'm not saying I'm a blessing. I say it's my opportunity to be the sun shining or I'm dragging the pot along and I'm leaking the entire way. (laughs) And and I know that by the time I get home, I'll be drained. By the time I'll I'll be in fear. Mm. Some of us are worried about the illness. Some of us are worried, as you said, about our bank accounts. We have plenty of things to worry about every single day, regardless of this virus, but we tended not to do that back then. But now we're doing this, the math adds up. Oh, you know, geez, if I can't do this, then that's not going to work. But you don't understand that God's a variable in the equation that you've never considered. That God just shows up and adds to equations things that you never knew before. And when we're all talking, and I'm watching every single one of these people that are talking on the news, they don't have God in their space while they're talking, so they're talking from the mind and from fear. And it's hard not to start to match that. I I do not doubt the biology. I do not doubt the economics. But what I see is they also don't believe. So this is a big reckoning. This is a big awakening. This is a big time to just get to choose and get to feel close again. I mean, I feel like I'm on a retreat. This is like being in Brazil when we go down there. Oh, yes. yes. I'm getting surgeries every night. I'm being guided to sit down and read in a book. I'm still getting tons of work done via phone, Skype, and or a computer. 
but the focus is on God, not on, oh, is this going to last a long time? Or not on, oh, I don't know if I can, how am I going to keep all my vendors working? Because I, I care for them. I want mm-hmm. their families to be fine, yeah. too. So I reach out mm-hmm. to them. You know, I sent them the, the list of possible homeopathics and how to say positive thoughts. And, but what you're doing today, Padre, is the real, the real core of the whole answer. None of these things, vitamin C and or quinine or all the different things people are rushing around, FaceTiming, tweeting about what can solve this. None of it works if you don't have God. And, it, and even if it does work, all you have is a patched up body that's still empty. Mm. You know, we want to be as full, whether I'm alive, whether I'm sick, or whether I'm dying. These are This is the core choice that we have on this planet from the moment we're born to the moment we go. How much do we want to be in remembrance? How much do we want to be that lightning rod? How much do we want to be the sunshine? And that's hard to do when we've been programmed and we've been had tons of experiences of loss. We eliminate God out of the equation. We keep forgetting, my heart's always in my chest. <laughs> and there's a direct line sometimes. to God. So, yeah, it feels like yeah. it's shut down a lot sometimes, but I realize it's only shutting down because I'm hanging up the phone. Uh, and I yeah. guess my surgery taught me it. I, you know, I can tell some of the people that know me from FSC say, well, I haven't always been this way, and that's true. We all have this choice of this work toward getting back to ourselves. And what better way than, what better way to get in shape if there isn't a triathlon coming up? Yeah. You know, like I'm sure. I'm going to decide to run in that. So I'm going to start doing this thing. So, you know, why not look at this as a time when we're all trying to get in shape? This is a time when, like you said, Patrick, going outside and noticing nature. That's the best yeah. way to calm your head down right away is going for a walk and it makes you stop thinking and you know you do your social distancing while you're walking walk by people yeah. and said hello and said it with joy it was whispering yeah. it, you know yeah. the frowns you and know, the worry that's just going to take us down you know that it's a good point that you brought up dana is because some people going outside in nature is their sanctuary and so to get back to god is that that's the natural way for them so even presenting the question is why did all of you call in tonight? Was it to pray for yourself, your safety, your family? Or was it to meet God? The great commandment is love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy strength, with all thy will, and you shall love thy neighbor as thyself. That's the great Shema. That's the great invitation. And so if we need to be reminded of that, I feel joy with that because it's been my life pursuit. Now, have I missed the mark? Many times, many years. But I believe this, this is a, quote, great awakening for all of us to enter into that secret place. Psalm 91 talks about going to the secret place. You know, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, He is my fortress, my God in whom I trust. So if you have your scriptures, you know, make sure you take it out tonight before you uh, go to bed and read Psalm 91. It's really a decree into how much God will protect us. It's talked about the pestilence that's around us. I will deliver you. So I call it your big daddy. The one who you run to will take care of you. I remember, I know I'm going off course here, but I remember... But Ron Roth invited me to come and work in the ministry. 
And I go, well, you know, I was apprehensive and all those things. And, and he made the comment, he goes, I'll take care of you. You will? Oh, okay. That didn't happen. <laughs> but I still entered in because God says, come. So I came and the ministry represented my own spiritual roots. So I just wanted to keep pursuing God. So it's like, it's like putting a carrot before a rabbit. Well, it's just like, come, or donkey, whatever it is. We like to be fed. But I'm calling each of you to the spirit that's within you to be called for that invitation. Come to the banquet. Come to the safety. It's here. It's part of who we are. It's our relationship with the one. So, Bobby, your thoughts? I agree completely that the scriptures really offer so many opportunities to see where you're at. One of the ones that I felt very drawn to today is in Psalms as well. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Because some of us are in pain. This time right now is scary and it and it brings up a lot of pain. So it already shows us that pain is no excuse to be away from God or separate from God. It's actually an opportunity or a door. So when we've heard the parable, if if someone is knocking at the door, are you going to let them in? And another scripture passage that I found that was very powerful for me today is is about the peace of God in uh, Philippians. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Jesus Christ. So when the door... when the door is being knocked, I always put on the mind of Christ and, and say, yes, please come in. I want to unite with you in this larger way because this is what's really powerful. If we can stay in this powerful connection with each other, uh, we'll never be lost. The door will always open to something wonderful, a greater opportunity or a greater wisdom or a greater reconciliation or a greater deliverance. It doesn't need to be about rescuing. It, it could actually be about recovery of something very deep and powerful. Um, and then lastly, another psalm, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. And it's like, yes, everything, every opportunity is about getting powerfully grounded in, in the great I am presence. Every opportunity is about getting grounded in the purpose of being here. What's the purpose of being here? It's not to run and hide when things are scary. It's Mm. actually to say, how do you want to use me today? How how do you want me to move in the world today? Because even, even, even if we're in our homes and we're not going out of our homes, we can still move in the world in our consciousness. We can move in the world in our prayers. We can move in the world in our actions. Like I was saying about lighting a candle or doing an activity that will keep us aligned to a greater consciousness. It's just, they're so, it's so rich. It's so rich. So all of us have, have an opportunity to reach into each other in a powerful way and grow even greater consciousness so that whatever is going on in these different countries, we can use it as an opportunity to celebrate God in a, in a bigger way, especially since 
you suddenly literally have no boundaries. All the borders mm. are are closed. So yeah. it means that there's it's just one border now, and it's you know it's just that oh. yeah. we're just all in this we're just all in this together. This is like, yeah, this this is like the greatest oneness that's ever existed on the planet in our lifetime. Yeah, you know, I saw somebody with a sweatshirt yesterday saying God is everyone. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes, yes, and yes. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it, it's just so powerful. And when we get to pray for people who are who are not doing well or who are fragile, we get to do it from this empowered place so that whatever equalization that can happen between their weakness and our strength can then bring us into a greater immunity together because we need mm-hmm. both sides. You know, yeah, we, we need both sides of everything all the time. It's the yin and yang universe. Yeah. Well, that is quite amazing what you just spoke of, Bobby, because it is about coming as one. We heard in many forms of many spiritual truths that that is a, what we're all being drawn to, oneness in God. And, and it's about being within us, but yet now stepping outside and actually sharing it with one another. You know, the great decree. Right now, in I call a state of awareness, and because I was and our group is supposed to go to Medjugorje, my heart is so seeking, you know, in a sense, that secret place, which I think we're going to be talking about on next Wednesday with Bobby's presentation. The idea was for me is my blessed mother, Mary, who gave birth to Jesus, was calling us there because she's been appearing to a couple of the visionaries for almost 39 years. So huge but to me it's a portal and i believe that portal can be right here right now also but her messages she usually gives a message to every one of the visionaries and i just want to uh, share one of them but over the years her her desire she always says pray 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 forgive the very basic things that i think sometimes we all forget and so it's a nice reminder but one of her messages to the world was, dear children, pray, pray, pray. In prayer, you will have the deepest joy and solve all difficult situations, the one that looks the most impossible to you. And again, it's pointing the way to that relationship with the divine. So taking that encounter and those words and applying it to our life really does, like all mess, all spiritual messages, it still leads to that one place. And one other message from Our Lady was, your work will not go smoothly if you miss your morning prayer. Therefore, pray every morning, pray every evening. You must understand that your work cannot be done well without prayer. And let's take that message in your homes right now, nothing will work. Or if you're fearful love, prayer will bring you to that encounter of God's peace, God's rest. And when you know that heaven backs you up, then you can walk in the peace of God. So even if the coronavirus is out there, your strength, your will, your relationship with Christ will take you into safe places. So I don't mean to be crazy, do your thing. That's not what I'm asking. I'm asking when you have that peace in your heart, you will know that you know that you know. 
and that's confident. So uh, it's present really right here about, on the call. Pardon me? It's present right here in this call. I mean, a lot of people use their brains to pray mm. instead of feel the prayer. Yeah. And whenever you do a prayer, Padre, I can feel the prayer. I can feel yeah. the presence in the room. I can feel it on this call. So all of you out there with split minds right now, where you're trying to wonder if we're going to give you some solution and X, Y, Z, how to do this, uh, and even just hearing prayer mentally, it won't change anything if in your prayer you don't use it as a vehicle to reach out and feel that wondrous connection, that joy that's ever-present. Sometimes you have to do that, as Bobby said, by lighting a candle. Or, or doing playing some music, stuff that you've gathered over the retreat or that you have on your own. And you can't just look at that picture on the wall. The picture on the wall has to have the presence coming through it to talk to you. The presence is in the candle. These are just mechanisms to let us be there. So you really have to reach out. So can you reach out now and feel it or see it as a color and feel it all around you? As I can feel Padre's getting ready to bring that prayer through for all of us, but you have to be the person to receive it. He can't make you have it. You have to reach in and from your heart, close your mind, close your eyes and find that deep place inside. It might be surrounded by fear, but instead feel that presence and change it into a tone or change it into a color and pull it towards you. Well, no, God, you love and hear my prayer during my time of communion with you right now. Now through the flow of Holy Spirit, you free me from my sickness, from my fear, from my worry. You restore me to health. You're giving me the vigor and strength right now to live fullest and truest so I can help those around me, that I can feel and do your good work here. So be it. So be it. Yes, well, let's continue in that prayer form. And prayer is just about an invitation to come near, not about reaching out. Where is God in it? Because God uses your whole being to reflect back his image, her likeness. So, so we don't come in fear, but we actually come in gratitude. So let's do that right now and just thank God for the goodness, for the kindness, for the love. If you want to know how to fight the virus, be compassionate, be merciful, be kind, ever-present. It's these qualities that comes from the divine. Remember, God loved us first so we could love others. So let us reconnect in that right now. So, Blessed Mother, be our great intercessor on our, all of our behalf. And Father, we just say thank you for the, the, the doctors and nurses who are on the front lines. We ask you to strengthen them, to renew their faith, to restore humanity by their compassion, by being on the front lines. They have to go beyond fear. And they're part of your hands, part of your heart. We bless all those who have the virus or uh, have died from the virus. Your mercy, your kindness, your protection is everlasting. You can and will call all of us home 
to the divine heart of Mary, the divine heart of the Father. And we thank you, O Lord our God, for the invitation to draw near. So in our simple way of our prayer in the morning, our prayer at night, to empty ourselves and turn our gaze towards the Creator, the Creative One, the Passionate One. So, Father, for those who are having panic attacks, I break that spirit in the name of Jesus. And in my tradition, I apply the blood of Jesus to your life, to your home, to your business, to your relationships, to your communities, to this world. And in our tradition, the blood of Jesus represents the love of the Father, the love of the Mother, the love of each other. And it's in that sacred place that we are divinely connected, spiritually connected as sons and daughters. So it's in that protection of the great I am. We walk in confidence, but most of all, we walk in your peace, the shelter of the Almighty, the embrace of love. Consuming fire come. Consuming fire come. My friend, the Holy Spirit is near you. It's delivering you from your fear. And it's increasing favor on your life. Abundance in your life. Maybe you need food. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's treasures of heaven of abundance so that it shall be in your household, in your bank account, in your safety. We all dwell in the very heart of the father, the heart of the mother. Thank you, O Lord, our God, for your kingdom cometh. And Father, protect your children, your children's children, your grandchildren, that they may be safe in the very bosom, the very heart of Christ. Come, Lord Jesus, as Savior as healer, as reconciler. For all those who are sick with the flu, with disease, by the light of God, by the, the divine mother, the sacred heart of Jesus, let his spirit reign, for it cast out darkness, disease, and it brings into light the fullness the love of God. So I just sense a cleansing going on in each one's body, whether it's physical, whether it's spiritual. I just see a lot of the spirits leaving the bodies right now. And I thank you, O Lord our God, for the increase of the angels that administer the grace and mercy of God for the deliverance of your soul, of your body. I decree all disease in the name of Jesus be cast out now. And in its place, the fullness of God's love, the fullness of God's mercy. Do not take the Holy Spirit away from us, but increase your favor, O Lord our God, in our midst, in our homes, in our relationships. Isn't it the bigger great I am that would cause us to bring our families home, to contain us in one household? To begin to love again, to communicate again, to forgive again. We can all start fresh anew today by forgiving our partner, our husband, our children, our siblings, 
our neighbors. It would be a great time to do a forgiveness prayer in your heart. It's a call in the spiritual realm. In the Christian realm, we have what is called which is for Easter, for Christ's death and also the resurrection. But now that we're so contained as one body, we can turn to God in your own way, in your own prayer closet, or to your little room in your household, and you have that talk with God. Just maybe take a blanket, go in the corner, and just pour out your heart of your fear, of your doubt, and let that holy encounter and presence you and fill you with goodness and kindness. And with that encounter, your heart, your soul, your safety will grow. For it's in this garden that the master gardener planted in us, which was the seed of love. And our rose, let it grow within us and then multiply it. Give it away. Abby, would you like to offer a prayer at the closing? Yes, thank you, Padre. Holy, 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 we call upon you now to initiate our hearts as a center of your peace. We call upon you now to initiate our hearts as a center of peace for the planet. We call upon you now to initiate our hearts as a consciousness that spreads across the miles so that there is no limitation, there is no separation. There is only the peace of the great I am presence, a love that has no beginning or end, a love that is endless and supreme. We call upon the highest realms, the most glorious heavens, to come to earth and to be with us in oneness, to show us new ways, new beginnings, new life, so that we may live a life eternal starting now, this day going forward for many, many, many years to come in a more glorious way, in the highest realm of consciousness. And we thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers, for knowing our hearts, and for taking us as we come to you as your children who are longing to be closer in all ways to your consciousness now. Amen. Amen. So as you go into that secret place for yourselves, as we conclude this talk, know that you're loved. Know that God is seeking you and your heart. And may the fullness of Christ be expanded and grown. And let that seed of the very nature of God grow within you and your family and keeping you safe. And I'd like to conclude this prayer session with a my prayer to you. May the good Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you and turn toward you and grant you his peace. Shalom in all areas of your life. And I bless each and every one of you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.